Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The preseason week two review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. Guys, it's a new season, and with all the things that have changed so far, the one thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down on all the games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. And remember, we're only two weeks away from college football kicking off we are 19 days away from our beloved chicago bears kicking off the 100th season of football on thursday night my bookie is the place that you want to go it has better bonuses and more prop bets than any sports book period this year they are hosting the first online handicapping super contest where first place is guaranteed to win at least 100k and it only costs you 100 dollars to enter all you got to do is pick five nfl games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of a huge cash prize. MyBookie also has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the biz. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and double your first deposit with the first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR when recreating your account to claim the bonus. MyBookie. Bet. Win. Get paid. This episode is also brought to you by SeatGeek. Let SeatGeek take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the heavy lifting for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them for those of you that will spend 10 bucks on a beer. So what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Well, at least it was Friday, right? I mean, the game wasn't beautiful. It wasn't even pretty. It was, it was, it was, it was ugly. It, it was bad. It was, it was not good. But, hey, it's, it's the reason we're all here. So let's go ahead and talk about it. It's the preseason week two review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. You heard me mention it during the ad reads. We are 19 days away from our beloved Chicago Bears kicking off 100 seasons as the Chicago Bears and 100 seasons of NFL football on Thursday night football kicking off the season. And after watching last night's game, those 19 days can't go by fast enough. I mean, last night was really, really bad. Uh, I mean, it was difficult to watch. Uh, but like I said, hey, at least it was Friday. It's not like last week. When you, when you sat through that game against the, uh, against the Panthers and then still had to get up and go to work the next morning, that, that sucked. That was not fun. Uh, next week, we've got to wait till Saturday when the Bears play the Colts in the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game, which I, I don't know what that means for either team because I just got done watching the Colts play the Browns. 
There was no Andrew Luck, no Darius Leonard, nobody that you would care about watching play on the Indianapolis Colts. And then, of course, we all know what happened last night with the Bears and the Giants that, uh, you know, the Giants basically took turns beating up on all of our uh, reserves, making every Bear fan question the depth that we have uh, on this football team. But uh, we'll talk about that and uh, everything else under the sun uh, as we move along through here, here through the uh, through the episode. Uh, before we get to the um, actual review, uh, let's go through some a couple of news and notes that I have. Let's see what I was able to uh, dig up. Uh, updates on the Anthony Miller injury. Turns out that our 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 best hopes were. Were, were, were granted I guess is is you know wishes were granted it's not serious it's just an ankle sprain but um we're not going to see him for the rest of the preseason that's a guarantee um so you know it's an ankle sprain hopefully it's no big deal hopefully it's not one of those Curtis Conway eight week ankle sprains and then when he comes back he's still not 100 percent you know I've sprained my ankle several times and I've never had one so bad that it took me two months to come back from it Curtis Conway was a uh, was a medical marvel uh, in in that instance but um, anyway so injury inj- uh, and Anthony Miller will be fine um, he will should be ready for week one I think that's what the word was but um, yeah so no big deal on Anthony Miller no tearing of ligaments or anything like that just uh, tape it up and ice it and give it some rest and get ready for Green Bay in 19 days um, Speaking of practice, which is where Anthony Miller's uh, injury took place, uh, Wednesday night uh, the Bears uh, moved their their uh, m- their practice from the usual eight fifteen in the morning to five forty five uh, at night, and the purpose of that was that Nagy and the coaching staff basically put together a preseason game in practice where it was ones against ones in practice. They went through about sixty plays. Uh, is what the uh, what the word was Uh, and they also went through a lot of situations Uh, you know for instance uh, the defense went out there and then they would go out for like an eight or a ten play drive and then before you know it oh turnover uh, we we lost the football the defense has got to run right back out there uh, kind of thing so it was um, they simulated a playoff game and a football game not a playoff game but a preseason uh, a game where they were basically creating the situations that may or may not happen uh, in the preseason. They basically wanted to practice those situations, so they made them happen uh, in in these uh, particular games. Two minute drills, what happens on third and ten, uh, so on and and so forth. And aside from that idea, like I don't think I've ever heard of a team doing that. I mean, I'm sure we've all heard of teams running the two minute drill and. And, and going through those kinds of things in a practice, that's normal. But for the entire practice to be basically a simulated game, I don't think I've ever heard of, of a team doing that before. But this is basically what Nagy did in, in lieu of putting his players on the field against the Giants uh, Friday night. That's where Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Trubisky and David Montgomery all got their reps this week because they certainly didn't get it uh, last night uh, against the Giants. The one big thing that came out of the game was um, something happened with Kyle Long. He got into a fracas with one of the uh, one of the reserve defensive linemen. I forgive me, I forget what the kid's name is. I think it's 
Judon, J-U-D-O-N, I believe is his name. Um, he got into a into a back and forth with Kyle Long where Kyle Long went Kyle Turley on him, took his helmet off of his head and launched it across the the field. I mean, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, there's there's pushing and they're shoving, you know, offensive linemen. They're going to grab each other's face masks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You see that happen all the time in practice. And, you know, you get a, a rep where, where emotions get high and people get fired up and, and emotions get the better of them and things like that. It's a it's an emotional game that's going to happen. No big deal. But when you get off to the point where you got to rip the guy's helmet off of his head, and I've seen mixed reports about what he tried to do with the helmet before he threw it. One said he tried to hit the kid with it. One said he was swinging it around and, you know, things like that. So who really knows uh, what happened? It, everybody is a cons- is of uh, is a consent. Once he had the helmet, he threw it like Kyle Turley did in that uh, football game. I think it was the, the Jets or the Eagles or something like that. He took somebody's helmet off his head and then flung it into the air uh, and got himself ejected. And um, the cost of Kyle Long and his uh, temper tantrum, for lack of a better word, was that, uh, you know, basically he was suspended last night. He did not uh, make the trip uh, to New York with the rest of the team. He was left uh, behind. And uh, after watching the game, you would think that uh, uh, Nagy did him a favor by not making him watch that in person. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, it's uh, I don't know if that is the the extent of the discipline, if there will be more or maybe there is a, you know, an in-house fine or something like that. But uh, Kyle Long has been uh, dealt with or so uh, Matt Nagy would uh, would have us believe. But that's uh, that's crazy to hear. You know, you take somebody's helmet off, you throw it across the field. I mean, that's definitely something a step above being, you know, just getting heated in, in an interaction where, you know, they keep pushing and shoving after the whistle blows and, and things like that. That's that's a new level of, uh, of, of uh, well, I hate to use the word crazy, but that's what the whole situation was. It was crazy that he took somebody's helmet off. If whether or not he tried to hit him with or swing it around or whatever, but then to toss it. Uh, away and everything that's that's next level stuff so hopefully Kyle's all right and he's got his bearings about him again and then uh you know his his talking to his suspension being left behind having watched the game on tv it's kind of brought him back down to earth so he can focus uh going in and and uh be ready and 100 percent for uh for the Packers on the fifth because that seems to be definitely be the focus of Matt Nagy and the rest of the team uh, right now, he even said so much as to, and I quote, September 5th is very important for us. So, you know, it, it's all about getting ready for Green Bay and, and winning that first game because Nagy knows how important it is for us to win that game week one against Green Bay. So, yeah, interesting, interesting situation uh, going on there. Uh, don't really have anything else as far as news and notes. So, oh. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's talk about it. Week two of the preseason, Bears at Giants. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, at BTU underscore Larry and... um, to follow the Facebook group, just search Bears Talk Underground 
on Facebook. You see the post that I made early on in the game last night where I said, um, you know, I, I used my emojis and uh, it's like the, me when I see my beloved playing a game on television, use the big smile emoji. And then me when I see the 25 players on the sidelines that aren't playing tonight and then the, the emoji with the single tear uh, running down his face. That was, <laughs> you you know, it's like all day at work. I'm excited. The Bears are playing tonight. I can't wait to get home and, and watch the game. It's like I, I knew the odds of me seeing anybody uh, that we wanted to see on the field were even less than they were. I mean, I thought that we would actually see players play in this one. I expected to see no one last week against the the Panthers and, and got excited when I heard Trubisky was going to start the game like wow wasn't expecting that at all and then of course nobody else played and Roquan got a few reps you saw haha Clinton Dix in the Bears uniform for the first time and that's Roquan made a sack and that was it we cleared the cleared the benches after that all the reserves came in after that we got some fireworks from David Montgomery and apparently that's all we're going to see out of him because he was amongst the 25 26 guys that did not play last night that were all standing on the sidelines in their uniforms with no pads, no helmets, all wearing hats and just hanging out and watching the festivities on the field uh, take place. And it pretty much kind of showed up from the from the get-go that this was not going to go well uh, for the Bears. Eli Manning and the starters on the New York Giants offense go right down the field and, and uh, score a touchdown on the, uh, on the reserves. Uh, Duke Shelley, who showed good instincts, because the Giants ran the same play twice, and Kelly, or Shelley, I should say, was all over it on the first one where they kind of run this crossing route thing, and, and uh, Shelley was able to jump it and, and tackle uh, Golden Tate the first time around. But the second time, it was he didn't do what he did the first time around. The, the guy came across his face. It was, of all people, Benny Fowler, who was with the Bears in camp last year. Uh, it was Benny Fowler that came across his face. Shelley read it. And he got there just after the ball did. But instead of wrapping up as well as he did against Golden Tate, it seemed like he just wanted to hit him and knock him down. You know that mistake that DBs make sometimes where, where they think that the hit that they deliver is going to be good enough to get the guy on the ground and then the guy spins out of it and runs away. Well, instead, he just kind of shook off Duke Shelley's hit and went in because he, he hit him at about the four-yard line or something like that. I think actually if... If Shelley wraps up, uh, Fowler doesn't even get a first down uh, on the play, but instead he just kind of shrugs off the uh, the hit from Shelley, goes into the end zone for the touchdown, and the Giants are up 7 nothing. And then, you know, Eli was a perfect 4-for-4 four four, uh, on the drive. We generated virtually no pass rush or anything like that. And the trenches were just – the trenches were bad uh, last night uh, for the Bears. Up front, the offensive line in the first half especially – uh, was terrible. Uh, Rashad Coward and the um, the left tackle um, Cornelius Lucas was uh, was especially bad uh, last night. It just like we really couldn't get anything going uh, in the in the passing game. Chase Daniel was running for his life all night long uh, last night. Same thing could be said for for Tyler Bray. He was constantly uh, under fire. So it in and. I think the interior was okay because you didn't see guys coming up the gut uh, on Daniel. That everybody was coming off the edges. So those, so the backup tackle situation, the swing tackle situation, is is not as good as we thought it was going to be. Like right now, I think maybe the Bears 
are regretting, you know, Bradley Soule switching to tight end to give that swing position to uh, Rashad Coward because he would be the natural choice at this point. But, but Coward also got hurt last night. He uh, he messed up his elbow um, on a on a pass play, and it, it was one of those things where he's engaging with his guy off to the side, and his guard came over to help him out and Coward's arm got between the guard and the defender, and that's how he got hurt. I saw it on a replay. But, uh, you know, so the, the Bears might need to be checking out the waiver wire or available guys to uh, to kind of come in and, and shore that up because uh, after watching these last two preseason games, I'm not sure Rashard Coward is ready to, uh, to be that guy that comes off the bench first if uh, Bobby Massey or Charles Leno goes down w- with an injury at some point. And that being said, I'm reading about a lot of criticism online, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, about Chase Daniel. And I I don't necessarily think that it's fair or that the panic mode that people are in about our backup quarterback situation is justified at this point. Um, No, Chase Daniel did not play well, but he (laughs) how well would you play if you were constantly running for your life? You know, he's not Trubisky. That's why he's the backup. So, of course, he doesn't move as well in the pocket as Trubisky does. There is a big gap between Trubisky as the starter and Chase Daniel, Tyler Bray as the backups. But that's natural for just about any team in the NFL. I mean, the only team that probably could claim different would be the Eagles. But uh, what's his name is in uh, is uh, Foles is in Jacksonville now. So even they can't make that claim that they're they've got a starter as their backup quarterback. I mean, Chase Daniel has the pedigree. He has the experience. He knows the offense. He's played in it for several seasons in Philadelphia and Kansas City uh, with Nagy and such. So he was, you know, serving somewhat of as a mentor to Trubisky and things like that. And he did a serviceable job for us last year when he was called into play. And granted, he did not play a great game against the Giants last year, but he played better than a lot of people gave him credit for, including me. Uh, at times those two interceptions that he threw in that game were both pretty they they happen because Alec Ogletree made an outstanding play on both of those instances you know he he got he jumped up and 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 was able to knock the ball down on the first one that just happened to stick in his arms and he ran it in for a touchdown the second one was like a one-handed like Odell Beckham interception to to knock it away if if that one gets by him Tariq Cohen goes in for a touchdown so it's just one of those the Bears were snake bit in that game you guys have heard me talk about it, even in the the Brett Coleman episode where we talked about the Bear the, the Giants scored a touchdown on a, on a gadget play where they had the receiver throw a ball you know I think it was Odell Beckham that threw a touchdown to one of the other receivers and every break that could go their way did and the Bears still almost won that game so you know, I think Chase Daniel is fine. I think the Bears are lucky to be in their position that they're in with Chase Daniel as the backup quarterback. I'm not ready to start saying we need to start looking elsewhere for help or anything like that. Next year, probably, because next year it, it also becomes a financial thing because Chase Daniel is a very well-paid uh, backup quarterback. This is the last year of his two-year deal with the Bears so next year we might be wanting to look at developing somebody or bringing in somebody else cheap uh, to back up uh, Trubisky especially since we're a year or two removed from Trubisky getting an enormous 
pay raise. So we can't have two quarterbacks making $8 million a year on the team anymore, or at least when Trubisky gets his raise, we can't afford to have a $8, million, $9 million quarterback on the roster as his backup uh, anymore. So um, Chase Daniel's probably playing his last days in Chicago, but I'm happy with Chase Daniel being on the team now. So he didn't have a great game last night, but I wouldn't put all of it on him. It's hard to to be able to hit your targets when you have to look through, you know, offense, defensive linemen coming at you constantly. I mean, we couldn't even run the ball very well yesterday. The highlights were very few uh, and far between uh, for the Bears. So, I mean, Ryan Nall had a nice run here and there. Kareth White looked good when he was running the football. Let's not talk about Taquan Mazzell because that was a disaster. That guy probably punched his ticket out of Chicago yesterday with those uh, late fourth quarter uh, fumbles. But, um, you know, overall, it just we were bad up front. So the whole game, it was a kind of trickle down thing because we couldn't get anything going on the offensive or defensive lines last night. The rest of the team suffered accordingly. It really does start up front for both. We couldn't get any pass rush with our with our defensive lines and our in our front seven. Therefore, the quarterbacks were able to, you know, Daniel Brown came out looking really good last night. Eli Manning was perfect on his one drive last night because those guys were not under fire at all. And the one person that did generate some heat on the uh, on the pass rushing side was uh, James Vauders, number 46, uh, had, uh, had made a couple of plays last night. His big one was probably the low point of the game for me personally. Um, Vauders came in. Uh, was trying to go to the outside, then stepped to the inside and did a very Khalil Mackish move when uh, he went and swatted the ball out of Daniel Brown's hands. The ball bounced up to him perfectly. He's taking it away. Daniel Brown finally, uh, you know, just hanging on for dear life, brings him down somewhere between the 10 and the 15 yard line. So we're down, I think it was 10 to 3 or 7 to 3 or something like that at that point. Here we are, we're in the red zone, everything is great, and then, like I said, the low point of the night for me, all the Bears did was go backwards on that drive. I think we ended up losing like 20-plus yards on the drive. Like, we were starting there looking at, at worst, looking at like a 29-yard field goal, a chip shot for Fry or Panero or whatever, who was whoever's turn it was. Actually, it was Fry, that's what I'm, that's, because that was the low point, was that, we lost yardage. I think we lost like five yards on 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 the run play. Then Daniel got. Then we had an incomplete pass in the corner to. Uh, I think it was Riley Ridley who was open, and and Daniel was off target on it. And then he got sacked for like another twelve yard loss afterwards when he couldn't get away from his. Actually, it was two sacks. The first play that lost five yards was a sack. Uh, Daniel tried to break the pocket and got caught from behind. And then the second one, he gave ground and got caught for like another 12-yard loss. We started on like the 14 and ended up on like the 32. It ended up being a 47-yard attempt for for Elliott Fry, and he hooked it left. So here we are. We got gifted this red zone opportunity by this outstanding play that James Vauder made, and it ends up being a disaster where we end up loot like – a couple more steps and we are out of field goal range. We are most likely punting from inside our own territory if we go just a couple more yards uh, back on that one. So it was it was kind of ridiculous uh, how poorly that drive went. And that's and that wasn't uh, we still had a little bit more to go in the first half uh, there. The Bears actually put together an, a decent drive uh, at the end was kind of hoping 
it was kind of a six and one and half and the other kind of uh, moment when the Bears got the, their hands on the football. They were in the two minute drill. And if they don't get another yard, Panero's looking at like a 56 yard field goal. And all I've been hearing about how great this guy's leg is and things like that and looking to redeem himself from the, you know, from the field goal that he missed last week. He made a 41 yarder earlier in the game and was looking to, you know, I was kind of hoping to see if maybe at the end of the half, why not? Let's see if he can do it. Instead, uh, Chase Daniel hooks up with Javon Wims, who was like like the one bright spot on offense last night with Javon Wims. Caught a uh, really nice pass for about a 29-yard gain that made it like a 27-yard field goal or something like that for Panero as the uh, as time expired. And it was like 19-6 to at halftime uh, or 12-6, to whatever it was. I wasn't really paying attention at that point. Uh, I actually had to watch the game again today because I fell asleep during the second half. That's how exciting uh, the game was. <laughs> so I confess. But um, anyway, it, it was uh, that was basically the game. There, you know, there was no pass rush. The offensive line was terrible, especially in the passing game, because neither Tyler Bray or uh, Chase Daniel could get anything going because the receivers weren't getting open. That's another thing. There was. Um, that one where t- where Daniel got sacked before the uh, before the Eddie Fry field goal uh, Elliot Fry field goal attempt was um, everyone was covered nobody got open so Daniel had to try to get himself more time and ended up getting sacked for a, for a big loss on that one um, there were too many penalties Kareth White had like the lone really great highlight uh, well actually there were two uh, I'll I'll get to that one in a second but. Uh, Kareth White was able to run a kickoff back for a touchdown, which is what we've heard that this kid is good at. He's a good kick returner, and he, sure enough, untouched for like 103 yards for a touchdown, gets called back because of a stupid penalty, a holding uh, penalty. Uh, Clifton Duck made a really made a big name for himself last night. Made a lot of really good plays, including a very uh, Eddie Jackson ish uh, interception. Last night, the Giants were on the uh, on the Bears one yard line about to go in. The The quarterback goes back to throw and uh, Duck comes from across the field. He literally followed the defender, his uh, his opponent across the field, dove in front of him, picked it off and then ran it back for like 60 yards to get caught from behind by one of the uh, one of the wide receivers. But an amazing defensive play from Clifton Duck, who um who didn't play poorly last week, but really, uh, really played well uh, last night, as opposed to John Franklin, uh, Mister Last Chance U, who actually played well against Carolina. He's kind of swapped positions now with Clifton Duck. He's that uh, that undrafted rookie that might actually get to stay on the team, as opposed to a week ago we would have been saying something different. So, but uh, Clifton Duck, James Vaughters were the kind of the guys that. Uh, that played well on, on defense last night. Uh, Matthew Betts, uh, Kylie Fitz. Isaiah Irving, he had his moments last night, so it's more about Betts and, and Fitz. Uh, you know, Betts, I don't, you know, that guy looks like he's running in molasses, dude. He's not a very fast guy off the edge. I, I kind of wonder what Pagano was seeing in him in, uh, in practice where it's like, you know, who have you liked in, on the field and such in practice. He mentioned uh, him and, and, and Harris, the, 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 the undrafted rookies, but uh, maybe he was just sticking to the guys that he was surprised. With. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, Betts has not looked good uh, thus far. Kylie Fitz is playing his way out of a job. James Vauder looks like he's going to be the guy to, 
you know, kind of be coming off the bench, God forbid, if we need him. Um, Tyler Bray, I just got Tyler Bray on my list of things to talk about. Uh, missed Marvin Hall for the second week in a row. Last week he threw short and the, the, the ball was deflected by the defender when he had Marvin Hall down the middle of the field wide open for a touchdown. Uh, last night he last week he didn't put enough on it this week he put too much on it like he didn't put if he puts air under that and Marvin Hall can run underneath it it's a highlight touchdown everybody's happy it looks great we got something to show on sports center that kind of thing instead he trying to, to laser it out there and I've said all along I said it last year I said it last week I'll say it again today Tyler Bray's got a fantastic arm he has got a fantastic arm he could probably throw it the length of the football field if you need him to as long as you don't care where the football ends up because his accuracy is absolute garbage. That is why he is a number three quarterback that probably won't make the team this year. And I don't even know. I think this is like his fifth year in the league, sixth year. I don't know if he's eligible for practice squad uh, anymore. So there's there's a situation the Bears have to deal with. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, Tyler Bray has not looked uh, good in the preseason. You know, like I said, he can throw a hole in your chest, but – he's probably aiming at your head or something like that. He's not going to hit where the ball actually wants to uh, go. Kind of like uh, Wild Thing in, in that movie Major League before he got his glasses. He's just all over the place. He has no idea how to find the strike zone or anything like that. But it got there really fast. And uh, that's kind of the way it, it, I feel like when I'm watching uh, Tyler Bray. The guy's got a great arm. You know, you, you would I think any quarterback in the league would like to be able to, to have the velocity that this guy throws with. But uh, how about the accuracy of, of a Rodgers or a Brady or a Breeze or somebody uh, like that? Because he has none. He has none. That's why he's not a better quarterback in the league. He's got no accuracy uh, whatsoever. So uh, let's see. Also, we got nothing from the tight ends last night. So, I mean, uh, Shaheen and um, uh, Burton did not play. Trey Burton did not play last night. They were amongst the 25 that sat out. Uh, the game against the Giants, but uh, Dax Raymond, uh, Ian Bunting, you saw nothing from these guys. And then the only one that, like, Persted, the only reason that we heard from him last night because he was guilty of a holding penalty. It may have been him that did the holding on the Kareth White kickoff return for the touchdown uh, last night. So overall, it didn't look good. Uh, the Bears lose 32-13, to so that's back-to-back 13-point performances uh, from our beloved uh, the kicking situation, Panero hit from 41 yards in the first half, hit another one for 27. Uh, Elliott Fry missed his one field goal attempt from 47 yards out on that disaster drive uh, in the first half, but hit the extra point when uh, Kareth Wright scored a touchdown from a yard out uh, last night. So it's basically they're, they just the, the mirrors flip the images. Basically, Panero hit an extra point last week and he hit a short field goal. Elliot Fry, you know, was the better of the two kickers last week. It's we're back to zero again with the kickers. So we'll see how it goes next week. Maybe we'll be able to get an answer out of this. And um, but I think the Bears being major players in that whole Kari Vedvik thing, it was the kicker slash punter from the the Ravens that was getting a lot of attention. Uh, people were, were offering a trade bait to the Ravens for it. And the Bears got outbid by the Vikings and I think the fact that they were even offering anything in the first place says a lot 
a about how important the solidifying the kicking position is to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and um, where they are, where they feel they are with Fry and and Panero. It's like there's uh, people put polls on on Twitter all the time. Is the Bears' Week One kicker on the roster now? Yes or no? Those things always kind of come out fifty fifty. It's like right now, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think you give the edge to Panero now after the performance he had last week against the Giants. Next week, nobody's going to have any excuses because we're in Indianapolis. It's, you know, it's field turf. It's in a dome, so there's no wind, no conditions. It's perfect. If you missed it, it's on you uh, and things like that. So um, we'll see if we can settle this. And what it comes down to, it was probably going to be that week four game against the Titans uh, to close things out to see who our kicker is going to be. And then even then, the guy that makes the roster might be unemployed in 24 hours when the other waiver wire guys start uh, start showing up. So I don't know. I think it's 50-50 right now, whether it's going to be Fry or Panero. I don't really have a say. I think I like Panero because of his leg. Um but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that, you know. It, it like I said, it's fifty fifty. Where half the time I think, and you know, I think Panero Fry, I think will be okay, and uh, you know, kind of thing. And then the other time where it's like, yeah, we're probably gonna be picking up somebody that gets waived uh, when the fifty three man cuts get made uh, in a couple of weeks. So I I really don't know. It, it's it's definitely a wait and see thing because nobody is stepping out in front of the other after the first two preseason games they flip-flop performances where one stepped up the other one didn't and they're they're at a dead heat as far as the fan base uh is concerned so i mean as as long as the beat reporters are allowed to report on how they're doing in practice which i heard very little about makes and misses in practice this past week now that they're at uh at hallis hall in lake forest and not in bourbonnet in front of crowds and things like that I heard it's not going well, and it couldn't have been going well if Ryan Pace felt the need he had to, to uh, you know, offer up draft capital, which the Bears are short on for 2020, to uh, to get Kari Vedvik in a Bear uniform. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. But next week, next Saturday, so we got to wait another extra day for the Bears to uh, play Week Three against the Colts, and uh, be interested to see who plays, who doesn't. I don't know. We'll see. I, it's I'm I'm not optimistic about who we're going to see out there, and um, you know, it's just want to get the game played to get the game over with. You know what I'm saying? And then we can we can move on to Tennessee and watch those guys play for their jobs, get to the cut day, move on, and get ready for Week One against the Packers on September the fifth. So September fifth seems to be the focus with Matt Nagy and and the Bears right now. The only problem is that's still two and a half weeks, almost three full weeks away from where we are right now. And we got two more of these preseason games to sit through. So anyway, I think that's going to do it for me. Like I said, there wasn't much to talk about last night's game. So the episode's going to be a little bit on the short side. I apologize. Maybe we'll have some bit, a bit more excitement, a bit more to talk about next week. We can go a little bit longer. I hope so. But before I let you go, guys, making an announcement, the uh, the Armchair Media Network is um, it's growing. It's expanding. Uh, we are going to um, be like uh, solidifying our hosting service where most of the guys that that have shows on the network 
uh, are independently hosted. Like I'm on Podbean. There's other guys going through through other carriers and such. The network is putting everybody on one service uh, together. So if you are subscribed to the podcast, especially if you're on Podbean, if you're if you're subscribed through Podbean, I have resubmitted the show to Podbean using the feed from our new uh, hosting service. So like the 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 feed if you're a subscriber on Podbean, then you need to actually uh stop following that one and follow the other one. And hopefully we're going to have new logos and everything, which I'm not entirely crazy about, but the guys doing okay work. We're still working on we're still working on mine, and that's why I'm kind of hoping that we can get it done so that you'll you'll be able to subscribe to the other to the one with the new logo on it. But um Stick close to the social media. I'll be sure to let you guys know. If you guys are, are getting the show through iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, nothing changes. I'm only talking to the people on Podbean because that's my hostings. That's the show that the, the that's the place where the show is currently hosted. This is going to be the last show that I put on Podbean. So if you're subscribed to Podbean, you need to switch over to iTunes, to Spotify, to Google Play, to Stitcher, and find the show there, or find the other feed that I, I used with the, it's it's all very confusing, and I apologize, but uh, it's like I, I, I uh, submitted the, the RSS feed is what they call it, that's where they, uh, you know, share it with uh, Podbean, so you'll still be able to find the show uh, on Podbean going forward, so either get switched over to one of the other hosts, or um, the the feed that you're currently using, if you're subscribed, will not be updated anymore after this. There, there's going to be one more like little episode that I put on there to basically say this is not where you can find the show anymore. Go to the other feed, and then you can go into the other one and and download the show there. But this will be the last full episode you can get on the Podbean feed right now because I'm moving over to the other hosting service uh with the rest of the shows uh on the network so um so yeah that's actually starting this monday uh the 19th and i apologize for the short notice but they kind of just hit us with all this information about when it's actually going through because it was supposed to happen last month but it didn't and uh there have been difficulties getting everything moved over but we're all suited up and ready to go and they say monday is the day that we make the switch so this is the last episode that will be on Podbean in the original feed look for the other feed that has it and hopefully in the next couple of days you'll be able to distinguish the two because the old one will have my current logo on it the new one will have the new logo for the network on it and that's how you'll be able to decide and decipher between the two but like I said if you're already getting the show on Apple on Spotify on Google Play and such nothing changes I change the feed nothing changes for you you're still getting the episodes and, and things like that. So it's mostly for the Podbean users. The feed is being changed, so pay attention to where it's going to go. Or you're going to keep missing uh, the episode. So anyway, like I said, for the Podbean users, I will be releasing like one more short like five-minute announcement episode where I explain this all over again. But uh, for the rest of you, sorry to waste your time. <laughs> Nothing changes for you guys. Everything else is kosher. And uh, we'll be back next weekend, next Sunday, to uh, review preseason week number three between the Bears and the Colts. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.